Good morning. Welcome to Devory Darkens Live. Now, this is going to be a shorter show today, just to give you guys a heads up right out of the gate. But as always, make sure that you do subscribe to today's show, uh, especially if you're on YouTube. You want to hit that subscribe button. You want to hit the like button as well. And if you're on TikTok, I just uh, had to answer this question for someone who was watching my um, lives on TikTok that you double tap the screen. Um, so if you want to get the likes up on TikTok, you have to double tap the screen. Uh, and you also want to make sure that you do follow me on TikTok as well. And in addition to all this, I do record these uh, live shows. So you can go back and watch this on YouTube or you can listen to this on Spotify, uh, Google, Apple, your favorite podcasting streaming service. If you're on TikTok, you don't know how to access that. All you have to do is go to my profile, hit the link in there where it says, listen to Devory Darkens. And I'll take you straight to my podcast. Now, we're going to actually accelerate this show today. So I'm going to skip over the affirmation of the day. I'm going to go straight into the main topic. Uh, and the reason... Um, this is going to be a, um, this is almost a three-part series, really, that I put together. Um, I didn't even do it in intentionally. But over the last two days, we talked about the subconscious mind. We talked about why are you not getting the results that you want? We talked about why do you do the things that you do? And why do you not do the things you know you're supposed to do? Why is that happening to you? That's because of the programs that are inside your subconscious mind. We also talked about how we uh, understood that the subconscious mind controls 96% of your behavior. So just because a person knows what they should do doesn't mean that they're going to do it. Uh, we also went over some of the attributes of your subconscious mind, meaning um, that your subconscious mind is emotional. And when you're in an emotional state, that's the energy that you're sending out. And the energy you send out is what you get back. We also talked about how your subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between what is real or fake. So when you're hanging around negative people, you're consuming uh, negative information uh, and you're doing things in your environment that is negative, your subconscious mind will accept that, especially the words you choose to describe your life. So the mistake that people make is they say a lot of what they don't want, what they don't like, what they hate, instead of saying what they do want, what they're grateful for, and what they do love. A uh, big difference, by the way. And your subconscious mind is just going to accept it. So we went into all that. Of course, it left us with one more thing that needed to be addressed, which is why this show today is about uh, your conscious mind. This is the other part of your mind that we really did not touch on. And so I want to get into that uh, briefly in today's show uh, because there's not really much to it. However, this is the starting point to making a change in your subconscious mind. This is the starting point to helping you get the things that you want in your life. So again, if you're that person that, you know what, Devore, I'd love to be more motivated. I'd love to be more disciplined. I'd love to feel happy and confident. Um, I, I want to believe in myself. You know, I just want to be able to start something and not stop. You know, I really want to be able to wake up in the morning and do the things I really want to do. And one of the big complaints I always hear from people is, Devoria, I want to be able to respond and stop reacting so emotionally. Now, if that at all resonates with you, then this show today is definitely going to be uh, a powerful one. Okay. So how does a person 
make changes in the subconscious mind. First, it starts in their conscious mind, what they're thinking about. And so this is what we're going to get into. What are you actually thinking about? Now, we're going to touch on two uh, important subjects as it pertains to your conscious mind. Uh, and one of those is your physical senses and how your physical senses controls what you think. This is why people say environment is everything. If you're in an environment that is negative and you haven't learned anything about your mind, more than likely the environment will start to control the thoughts that you think. Now, when I say environment, what am I talking about? I'm talking about people you may be around. I'm talking about people you may be working with. You know, I'm talking about maybe even if you're by yourself. I'm talking about um, your situation at home. Doesn't matter what it is. Our physical environment, we communicate with our physical environment using our five senses. What we see, hear, smell, taste, and touch. So what we see, hear, smell, taste, and touch is what causes us to think. And that happens usually for people on autopilot because they're unaware of what we're talking about today. They don't know that they have a choice on what they're going to think about. They don't know that they can cut that off and start thinking what they want. They don't know that because nobody told them. So I'm here to tell that person who may have never heard of this. Okay. So you're going about your day and... You know, something happens. Maybe your boss walks in the room and looks like he's upset. And that's what you see. Maybe you look at your bank account. That's what you see. Maybe you look at your child's report card. That's what you see. And as soon as you see those things, what do you immediately do? You start to focus on that. That's what you think about. And because you keep thinking about that with repetition, this is why we went through the subconscious mind in the last two shows, what happens? You get emotional about it and your subconscious mind accepts it. And then you develop a behavioral pattern that matches the result that you're seeing on the piece of paper. For example, if you come home and your child has an F and you see the F on the paper, and you start to get so upset about the F on the paper, you get so upset, you get angry, right? So not only are you upset, but then you're angry, and that's the energy your child is receiving from you, right? And then what happens? You start talking to your child like they're an F student. And then the child, because they see the F, that's what they think, their subconscious mind accepts it, they start acting like an F student, and it goes on and on and on. It's just for the person who is struggling with money. You look at your bank account, you see that you don't have any money in there, and what do you initially think? I'm broke. I'm broke. I never make enough money. I'll always struggle. These are the thoughts that people think. And because they keep thinking those thoughts, they start to believe those thoughts. And because they believe those thoughts, the actions they take match the results that they're getting. So this is why we had to talk about the, the conscious mind today, because it's what you're thinking about. This is why, we, if you haven't heard it already, we become what we think about. What we think about with emotion, with repetition. 
This is why I was telling you guys the first part that we have to understand with the conscious mind is that it's directly hooked up with our five senses, what we see, hear, smell, taste, and touch. The mistake here that we all make is we allow our physical senses to control what we think about, but we've already gone through it. The things that are created in our lifetime in the history of our society have been created not because of our physical senses, but because of our imagination. And that's the second thing we're going to get into, our mental faculties. So you see the result, the physical result. You see the outcome, right? Maybe you see you don't, you're not at the weight that you want to be. You see that uh, the report card, you see the sales sheet, right? How much money has been made. You see the bank account. And as soon as you see those physical appearances, you immediately start to focus on that. And this is why in the science of getting rich, the first principle in the science of getting rich, Wallace E. Waddles writes to think your own truth, regardless of appearances, you're going to have to think your own truth regardless of the appearances the appearances how do we know what the appearances are see hear smell taste and touch that's how we communicate with our physical world but we've got to think our own truth regardless of that that's how everybody grows that's how we all get what we want in life we have to ignore the physical appearances. This does not mean you ignore your responsibilities. It just means you ignore the result and you don't allow it to control your thinking. You know it's there, but you're not giving it any energy. This is what we're talking about today. So my point here, guys, right out of the gate is what are you thinking about? What is it in your environment that you're allowing to control what you think? Are you allowing the people at work? Are you allowing your children? Are you allowing the news? We went over that yesterday too. You allowing the news to control what you think about? You allowing your friends to control what you think about? Or are you choosing to think your own truth regardless of appearances? This is why he says... To do things in the way you want to do them, you will have to develop the ability to think the way you want to think. In order to do the things in a way that you want to do them, you will have to develop the ability to think the way you want to think. You don't want to think negatively. No one wants to do that. We don't want to think about the worst case scenario. We don't want to sit there and worry and doubt all day long about ourselves and our life. We don't want to do that. But in order to not do that, right, in order to think what we want to think, we have to develop the habit of thinking our own truth regardless of appearances. That is using your conscious mind. Your conscious mind will help you do that. I'm going to get to exactly what isn't in your in your conscious mind that helps you do that i just want to address you know the the big hurdle here the obstacle the problem the mistake that we all make is we allow the physical result the physical appearance to control our thinking and when we do that we're in trouble and how does it go we look at the result we allow the result to do our thinking or control our thinking the thinking leads to the feelings right and then your feelings control your actions 
And then the actions produces the same result. It's a never ending cycle. So we want to be able to stop focusing on our physical appearances and start focusing on what we want. When we look at our physical appearances, what are we doing? We're thinking about what we don't want. That's exactly what's happening. We're thinking about what we don't want. Hold on here. And when we think about what we don't want, it does not feel good. How many of you guys can relate to that? When you think about what you don't want, does that feel good? Does that motivate you? Does that empower you? No, right? It doesn't. We want to think about what we want instead. We want to see the outcomes that we desire. That's what we want to do. Now, how do you do that? Well, this is, this is the second part of the conscious mind that we need to understand. Which, again, this is why I was talking about the universal laws yesterday. The law of polarity. There's an opposite to everything. So if you have your five physical senses that allows you to communicate with your outside world, best believe there's an opposite to that. And you know what that is? It's called your higher mental faculties, your imagination, your reason, your will, your intuition, your perception and memory. I'm only going to touch on a few, but the big ones that I really want to touch on is your imagination. Your imagination is what allows you to see what you want to see, to visualize what you want, to create a new picture in your mind. You can do that. Like right now, if I tell you, hey, imagine yourself walking on the beach. Imagine walking, walking on the beach right now. You could do that. That's your imagination at work. You're seeing yourself walking on the beach right now. Now, the next mental faculty is called your will. Go back to what I said for you to imagine. Imagine yourself walking on the beach. Hear the uh, seagulls in the air. Hear the waves crashing. Feel the sand on your feet. Feel the hot sun on your skin. Hear the kids screaming in the background. Right? You're doing all that with your imagination. And while you're doing that for the last 10 seconds, 10 seconds, you were exercising your will. You were focused on that image, that imagination. The will is your ability to focus on one thing at a time. Your ability to focus, harness the power of your mind. So we have this example of you on the beach, of you walking on the beach, the sand is hitting your toes, the sun is hitting your skin and it's hot, the seagulls are screaming out loud in the air, kids are in the background screaming and running and laughing and crying, um, and you're just soaking it all in. You can see that with your imagination. And the longer you hold that imagination, what you're doing is you're using your will to do that. You're focusing on that image. And when you focus on that image, um, the more you focus on it, you also are using your reason, which is your third mental faculty. 
The reason allows you to reject what's going on around you. You can accept or reject. The reason is literally the power of choice. When something happens in your environment, in your life, you get to choose what you're going to think about. When you do that, you're using your reason. You can accept or reject. It's up to you. But the great part about what I'm saying here, guys, is God has already given us the tools we need to thrive in our life. The issue here is that people are unaware of that. They don't know what they don't know. And so bad results show up or results that they don't like in their life. And they immediately react. They're reacting with their physical senses. What they see, hear, smell, taste, and touch. They immediately go into reaction mode. What they fail to do is use their reason to say, you know what? Am I going to allow that to control me right now? Yes or no? If they, and obviously the answer would be no. No, I'm not going to let that control me. Okay. So what am I going to focus on instead? This is where their imagination comes into play. Well, let me think about something instead. Or they may say, you know what? What's the good about this situation? Let me look for it. That's them using their reason. They're accepting, rejecting. See, we have the mental tools to think for ourselves. The problem is this is foreign language to most people. No one's ever set you down and went through this with you. So you, you wouldn't, wouldn't be common. This is not common sense, I guess, is what I would say. The most common topic that even relates to what we're talking about today would be the conversation about responding versus reacting. Everybody can relate to that. Everybody knows what it feels like to react emotionally and allow the outside world to be in control of you. We already know how that feels. And then we also understand how does it feel to respond? Well, when we choose to respond, what we're doing is we're using our reason, our ability to accept or reject anything that is happening in our world. We could do that. This is why I tell you guys, when you become obsessed about what you want and you have a burning desire for what you want, you'll always end up rejecting other people's opinions. Your reason will be strong. But if you don't, if you have a weak desire and someone tells you why you can't do it, your reason will be weak. You'll probably accept what they say. So there are two things you need to know when it comes to your conscious mind. You need to know that your conscious mind is directly hooked up to your five senses, what you see, hear, smell, taste, and touch. All that information of what you see, hear, smell, taste, and touch comes into your conscious mind. How do you get in control of that? By using your higher mental faculties, your imagination, your will, your reason, your intuition, your perception and memory. I just gave you guys an example of imagination. When you start to see what you want instead. Now, let's go back to the report card with the child as an example. I think everybody can really relate to this. How would you use what I'm talking about today in your own life practically? How would that happen? Well, your child comes in and they get an F on the test. Now, your physical senses sees the F on the page. And right there in that moment, 
you're going to choose how you're going to react or respond. And how you react and respond will always dictate the outcome with your kid every time. And that's the part that people miss. Getting upset and angry and throwing things around ain't going to be the answer. Not saying you do that, but I know of people who've done that. I've seen people do that. I've seen people do that to me when I was a child. Doesn't work. It just makes you do the same thing again. So you see the physical result. Let's say, you know what, Devore, you're right, man. I shouldn't, I shouldn't react that way. What, tell me exactly what to do. Well, what you got to do is sit your child down and get your child to start using their imagination. Get them to see the A on that report card. And before they, before they go to school every day, get them to sit there for a few minutes and imagine that they have an A on the report card. And tell them to focus on that using their will. And tell them to reject their past results. So when they start thinking about their past results, they need to exercise that reason. Say, you know what? Oh, I'm not thinking about that. It happened in the past. Can't change it. Moving on. And tell them to go back to seeing the A on the test, on the report card. And you could take another step further and tell them to write it down on a gratitude list. I'm so grateful now that I'm getting better grades in my, in my class. Make them do that every day. When they're writing down, I'm so grateful now that I'm getting A's in my class, they are exercising their imagination. They're using their mental faculty. They're thinking their own truth regardless of appearances. That's what's taking place. And through the repetition of that, which is why we went over the subconscious mind over the last two days, the subconscious mind will accept it. They will then start to believe that. They will start to feel the emotion of that. They will start to pay attention. They'll start to study a little bit more. They'll start doing what they're supposed to be doing. They get the A. But that's not what parents are told to do because that's not what happened to them when they were children. They're just replaying the same cycle their parents did to them. Or worse, they refuse to do anything that their parents did because they don't want their kids to go through the same thing. So then they become too lenient and they don't, they just let their kid do whatever they want with no education whatsoever. So the, this is not a parenting class. I'm just using that as an example because I've been a part of that. I've experienced that on both sides here. Telling your child and speaking to your child as if they're broken and something is wrong with them is causing you and them to allow the physical appearances to control your thinking. Starting to speak to your child as the person you want them to be, that you know they are, is you exercising your higher mental faculties. And that's what they'll start doing. I know this is going to be a short show today, but you might want to go back and replay that. Because I would say when it comes to relationships, especially the relationship with yourself, pay attention to how you speak to yourself. Pay attention to how you speak to other people. Haven't you guys heard, or maybe you've been that person that's heard this, where someone said, why are you always doing that? 
You never do anything right. Here you go again. And when you hear that, remember, your subconscious mind does not know the difference between what is real or fake. It hears that that's what you do all the time. And so that's what you will do all the time. This is why we got to be very uh, intelligent on the way that we speak to each other. We need to be empowering. Don't tear each other down. When we go into mode of, yeah, see, you don't listen to your teachers. You don't do this. You don't do that. You never do this. I tell you to do this and you don't do it. And there's what is wrong with you? And what does the child hear? There's something wrong with them. Because you're allowing your physical senses, what you see, hear, smell, taste, and touch, to control what you think about, what you speak about, how you feel, and how you behave. And so it just repeats the same cycle. And remember, when you think this way and you get emotion involved in it, that's the energy you're sending out. So by law, you must get that energy back. And if you're sending that energy out to another person and they don't even know what we're talking about, oh, they'll be accepting it too. And the same thing will happen to them. So the first two things we have to understand, or really the mistake that we need to be aware of, is that we need to stop allowing our physical appearances, our environment, our circumstances to control what we're going to think about. This is why I read, or I was quoting from the science of getting rich, the first principle in the science of getting rich, Wallace D. Excuse me, Wallace D. Waddle says that in order to do the things in the way that you want to do them, you will have to develop the, your ability to think the way that you want to think. This is the first step to getting rich. To think the way you want to think means that you're going to think your own truth regardless of appearances. That's how it starts. That's how it starts. Everyone who's ever made an advancement in our human existence, every creation, every invention, every milestone that was achieved, somebody was thinking their own truth regardless of the appearances. What are the appearances? The appearances could be what people say is possible and what's not possible. Uh, what people say is scientifically true or fact. What people say can't be done or can be done. Um, what what historically um, the results have said, right? So, for example, if we go all the way back to 1903, when they first got the plane in the sky, okay, I think it was for like 13 seconds, 15 seconds, the Wright brothers. And by the way, they were not the only person uh, who had designed an airplane. They're just the first people to get it in the sky. They were operating by thinking their own truth, regardless of appearances. Appearances would have told them, hey, um, nobody can fly in the sky. This, has, this hasn't happened for thousands of years. What are you doing? Roger Bannister, the first guy to run the four-minute mile. Now thousands have done it after him. Nobody can run a four-minute mile. Matter of fact, the runner that was considered to be more elite, more talented, more faster, stronger than Roger Bannister, who trained more than Roger Bannister, who was ranked higher than Roger Bannister, failed to run the four-minute mile. Then four months later, Roger Bannister did it himself. Why? Because he was thinking his own truth, regardless of appearances. 
I mean, that's why all these names are, you know, everybody's aware of these names because there's a reason why they're in history. And the most common one today that would be equivalent to that would be what Elon Musk is doing. He's thinking his own truth, regardless of appearances. Appearances would say, hey, man, you can't sell electric vehicles and make money. You can't make your own rockets, then reuse that same rocket to launch another thing in the space and then do it every week. That's what they're doing. Hey, you can't we can't get to Mars. That's not possible. Well, it's only a matter of time, folks. The truth is, in his mind, we will be on Mars. According to the appearances right now, we're not. So, you know, the bottom line here, guys, <laughs> we can take every example in the book. We could take any person who's done anything of any consequence, any person who's been recognized that has advanced our civilization, they will all have, they will all share the same con uh, thing here. They've been thinking their own truth, regardless of appearances. They all use their imagination. They see what they want. They focus on that. They reject the reasons why it can't happen. They only accept reasons why it can, and they keep working it over and over and over again. That's what they think about every day. Now, for some people out there, well, I'm not Elon Musk, Devori. I, I, no, I'm not telling you you should be, and I'm not telling you that you are. I'm telling you you have the same ability that he does. He's the person that we would say is an unconscious competent. He's unaware of what I'm talking about right now. He just does that. There's people who absolutely think all day with their imagination. He would be one of those people. That, that's the way it works. So the point is, if you just start using even 20% more of your imagination to think about what you want, oh, you'll definitely see a difference in your life. Because it's, whenever you go to think about what you want, you know what you're doing? You're not thinking about what you don't want. You're giving energy to what you want. And again, that must happen because that's the energy that you send out. Now, here's the thing, guys. Is this going to happen overnight? Not all the time. Not necessarily. But it will happen. If you keep using your conscious mind to imagine the thing that you want, Sooner or later, you're going to believe in it, which means your subconscious mind will accept it. And when your subconscious mind accepts it, this is what we were talking about yesterday, the universe accepts it. And at that point, that's where things start coming out of nowhere. That's how things start falling into place. Because you believe. You have faith. You have expectation. You already know it's going to happen. In your mind, it's already happened. And at that point, your energy is different. That's why the results change. So if you're a person right now and you're wondering, okay, why am I so stressed out? Why, why does it seem like I, I can't be happy? You know, I, I just, I get in my own way. I, I overthink, you know, I, I, I doubt all the time. It's because... You're allowing what you see, hear, smell, taste, and touch to control what you think about. That's why. And your solution to getting rid of that is to start exercising your mental faculties, your higher mental faculties. Start using your imagination to think about what you want. 
Use your will to focus on what you want. Use your reason to reject things that are not in harmony with what you want. Trust your intuition. When you get that little, that little feeling inside, that little voice that tells you to do something, but it doesn't make any sense, it's illogical, but it feels good, you need to execute. You need to follow that intuition because your intuition is never wrong. You do those four things at a minimum. I mean, the whole anxiety thing is going to go away. Because now you're thinking for yourself. You're thinking for yourself. That's exactly what's happening. And every one of you guys can do it. You could do this in your business, your relationships, your family, your children. Your own personal care, your own self-love, your health, it's all, everything will be impacted when you do this. Or can be. So I'll give you guys a couple more examples and then we'll get into some questions. Another example was when I was in the military, I was doing this. So I served 13 years in the military, in the army. I joined the army when I was 17 years old and I joined as a reservist. So that means I was gonna do one week in a month. I went to basic training in my junior year. Then I went to the uh, completion of that training um, right after I graduated from high school in that, that summer. And then I was, um, I was a reservist for, I think I was a reservist for another year after graduating so how did i because i I didn't want to be reserved um the reason why i went reserved because i originally wanted to be um a marine and i wanted to go to rotc um but at that time my mom wouldn't let me do that so all these recruiters came to my house uh, and she rejected every one of them except the um, the reserve recruiter for some reason. I don't know. I think she liked the guy. He was he was very, you know, that guy really helped me out. He he would be someone you would call a mentor to. He was very good to me and his wife too. His wife was amazing. And um, anyways, uh, so I had to join the army reserves. I, I I didn't care what I was doing. I just as long as I was doing something. And anyways, so I graduate. I'm on Army Reserve for another year, and then I join active duty. Now get this. Um, The chances of me getting on active duty at the time uh, was very slim because I had no experience. I was brand new. I was an E4, uh, which is a lower rank. And at that time, I was told that, uh, yeah, your chances of getting on active duty, very slim. Well, that was when I was reading the book called The Secret by Rhonda Byrne. So I didn't listen to what they told me. I started to imagine myself already on active duty. I even went to the extent of printing out a letter that said, Devor, you've been accepted onto active duty. And I look at it every day, and that's what I believe then. And sure enough, that's what happened. 
Then I took it a step further. And once I was on active duty, I was an E5. And for people who are unaware of this, when you're in the military, you get promoted. And you get promoted, obviously, from one rank to the next. So it doesn't, it's not really position. That's not the word we would use. We would use the word rank. So, you know, the ranks start at E1, then they go to E2, E3, E4, E5, E6, E7, E8, E9. And then after that, there's the other side of it where you can be an officer. And these are the people who make the decisions. Um, I was on the side of where the sergeants are at. These are the people who execute those decisions and orders. Anyways, so uh, I was E5 at the time. And I started to carry around the E6 rank in my pocket. And that's what I saw in my mind. That's what I was imagining. I was already an E6. That's what I kept focusing on. Every time that I would see it, I'd take it out, I'd look at it, I'd have it on my desk, my computer, my car. That's all I kept focusing on. And I would reject any idea that I thought that would stop me from getting to E6. That was my reason. And there were times where I had to make a decision. I trusted my intuition. Because obviously there are things you need to do in order to become eligible to get promoted to the next rank. Meaning you've got to attend certain trainings. You've got to be physically fit. You know, you've got to have good uh, performance evaluations, things like that. So needless to say, I was exercising my higher mental faculties when I was going through this in the military. I just didn't know that's what I was doing. All I ever did was obsess over getting to the next rank. That's all I ever thought about. Now, the appearances will tell you it doesn't look like you're going to get to E6. Because I was never the most physical fit person. I was never the most experienced person. I was never the smartest person. But I was always a person that got shit done. I was always a person that made it happen. I was always a person who was thinking outside the box a lot. So anyways, because I was so obsessed. Which caused me to think very creatively about what I was doing. So where other people just played it safe, did the bare minimum, I was always trying to do extra. I was always going the extra mile. And by law, of course, I got promoted to E6. And then I did the same thing again for E7. That's what I focused on. That's what I imagined. That's what I, I just rejected anything that would stop me from getting there. And it, and the guy, the key ingredient to all this is obsession. I mean, you have to want it. You have to want it. And I think the challenge here, guys, in today's world is that we think we want things, but we really don't. <clears throat> I think that has a lot to do with social media. We see a lot of things and we think we want them, but really we don't want that. There's something we really want, but we're too scared or, uh, you know, to share it out loud with people and to truly admit to ourselves that that's what we want. We feel some, we either feel guilty or self-conscious about it. And really we shouldn't. So anyways, um, then I got to E7. At the age of 27. Uh, and I always say that during my time in the military, people who were E7s, they were at least 35. That was the youngest one I knew. 
Not because I was the smartest, the best, the most physical fit, the most experienced, the most qualified. None of that. It was because in my mind, I was already of the belief that it was going to happen. I'd walked around like I was one already. And that's what happened. I'm telling you guys this story because this is what it means to think your own truth regardless of appearances. To see what you want to see. Not what is. Because what is has already happened. You can't change that. Once you see it, it's already, it's already happened. It's done. It's in the past. So what are you going to do about it is the question. <clears throat> Excuse me. What are you going to do about it is the question. What are you going to do about it is you got to start thinking your own truth regardless of appearances. That's what you have to start doing. So, let's take this one step further and then we'll get to your questions and wrap this up. In order to, to truly grasp what I'm saying, I have these notes that I, I wrote in this book here. Um, <clears throat> you have to understand that the first step towards getting what you want is to think your own truth regardless of appearances. You also have to believe that mankind, we are spiritual beings with an intellect, and that intellect has given us the power to think our own thoughts and then impress those thoughts upon our subconscious mind in the universe. And through the repetition of doing that, our thought will move from non-physical to a physical form. We have to believe that. To think your own truth, you should believe that. If you don't believe that, you won't be thinking your own truth. You'll just keep going based off what appearances. Somewhere along the line, you've got to accept the fact that, yeah, it is our thoughts that really create our reality. It's really the thoughts that I keep thinking with the emotion that has created these results that I'm getting. You have to get to a level where you truly believe that. And then the next point is, well, how can you prove that to yourself? Well, practice holding the image of what you want, regardless of appearances. And what you can also do is self-reflect on your past results. If you look at your past results, you can connect the dots on what you were thinking about. How you felt at that time. You can always do that. The basic fact behind all appearances is that it was produced from someone thinking a thought with repetition and that it was emotionalized. This is why I was giving the examples of, you know, people like Elon Musk and um, the Wright brothers and Roger Bannister. They were, they're thinking their own truth. That's why the results are different. Now, to practice what we're talking about today, to practice to think your own truth, you must believe that all things come from your thinking and that you are a thinking center. You are at the center of all thinking and that you will commit yourself to holding uh, what you want on the screen in your mind with discipline. And the, th the thing here, guys, is that you have the natural inherent power to think what you want to think. 
but it requires far more effort to do so than it does to think the thoughts which are suggested by appearances. This is what we were just saying. To see, hear, smell, taste, and touch and think based on that is absolutely takes no effort. It is easy to do. But to think your own truth, regardless of what you see, hear, smell, taste, and touch. Now, that's another thing. To think truth, regardless of appearances, is laborious and requires the expenditure of more power than any other work you have to perform. There is no labor from which most people shrink as they do from that of sustained and consecutive thought. It is the hardest work in the world. This is why Bob Proctor says that uh, 95% of people would rather die than think. It's just too much effort. It's just too much. This is especially true when truth is contrary to appearances. Yeah, especially true. Especially true when right now you look at your physical results, they're not what you want them to be. And then someone's on TikTok telling you to ignore that and start thinking what you want to think. Yeah, that is a challenge. Absolutely. And that's where having a burning desire and obsession comes into play. Because you won't do that unless you truly want something. That's the way it works. When you really want something, you'll do whatever is required. We all know that to be true already. So how do you feed that desire? That's what we went over yesterday. You got to keep thinking about what you want. You got to start where you are right now. Just start, just make a committed decision. You just got to make an irrevocable decision that you're going to focus on what you want regardless. And you have to accept the fact that it will be a challenge. And you're okay with that challenge. You accept the challenge. You embrace the challenge. And that you're going to get better at this. And these are things you can write down in a gratitude list. I keep giving you guys a hundred different ways to make this happen. But it's always going to come down to a decision. Will you decide to actually do this? That's the question. And decisions require action, time, money, and energy. You got to make a decision with your heart. It's really what we're talking about. All right, uh, let's get into questions. Let's see here. Let's first address any questions that may be on YouTube. And then we'll address questions on TikTok. All right, we got quite a few things on YouTube. Love it. Hey, I had a question from yesterday, but I think the live in it before you saw it. Let me know if I can. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, so I have a dream to be an artist. I was doing well a few years ago. I was making over 5K a month selling art, but then I had some bad experiences, got depressed. So I quit and stopped believing. That tells you what happened right there. I recently started over, but I'm so scared to fail again. It was awful and painful when I failed. And sometimes I have a hard time with believing that I can do it. Some days are easier than others. I'm not making what I used to, so I'm scared I won't improve or get back to what I was or get better than that. So I'm asking, how do I get over that fear? How do I know I'm on the right path if my outside world isn't showing it to me? Right. So let's work backwards here. 
your outside world is showing you what your inside world is doing. So your inside world is filled with doubt, worry, fear, and anxiety. That's what your outside world is showing you. So you got to change what's happening on the inside. Now, this is what leads to the other question. Well, how do I get over the fear? Well, you need to go back and kind of reframe what actually happened to you. So you're making it sound like it was a bad thing. You made it a bad thing. Like, for example, I don't make me being molested as a child a bad thing anymore. Because I know if I do that, it will start to control my thinking. I got to look for the good in what happened. And although there's nothing good about that physical situation, there is something good about what came out of it as it pertains to what I'm able to do today for other people. My level of empathy, my level of patience and compassion. And that the confidence that I have that people can change, that I can change. If I came from that and I do what I do today, I must have changed. So I, I look for the good. You've got to, you got to reframe all that. So number one, what is good that happened? What was something good that came out of that? What was a lesson that you needed to learn? I would, I would figure that out first. Number two, um, after you've got those answers and you reframe what happened, then you need to go into describing all of this in a different way. So what you just wrote out, make a commitment. You'll never say that again. And you'll only say the polar opposite. Matter of fact, do this. What you wrote out in this chat box, you need to copy it on a sheet of paper or like copy and paste it in your notes right now. Every, every comment you just left, except the first one where you're asking, um, that you're going to ask a question, copy and paste the entire comments that you have here on your notes. Then what I want you to do is write out the polar opposite. How do you want it to be? So for example, you would say that, um, that instead of saying you're scared to fail again, why don't you just say you're excited to succeed again? Instead of saying, I have a hard time with believing that I can do it, it's getting easier for me to believe in myself. Every day keeps getting better and better when it comes to my art. I'm so grateful I've gotten over my fears and I'm doing exactly what I said I wanted to do. You got to change the story. And then you got to start repeating that story to yourself. This is thinking your own truth regardless of appearances again. That's exactly what this is. Hopefully that answers your question, Moon, Stone, Scarlet. Scarlet. All right. Questions on TikTok.
What if people see you for your past self and spread rumors? What if they do? What if they do? Then what? Does that really matter? What does that got to do with you going after what you want in life? That's got nothing to do with it. We make it what it is. A situation happens in our life. We get to choose what we're going to make it. We can make it good or we can make it bad. This is where you got to think your own truth regardless of appearances. This is where you need to exercise your mental faculties. You need to reject that. Don't get involved in that. You can't control what other people are going to do. You can't make everybody happy and please everyone. If people are going to spread rumors, they're going to spread rumors. There's nothing you can do about that. If people see you as the old version of yourself, so be it. I went through that myself. When I was on social media finally doing all this in the beginning, a lot of people were still thinking I was the Devore from the military. Because I had a lot of friends on Facebook that were in the military. And um, I had to let that go. Who cares? All right. This is my second time watching your life. I appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, let's see here. Because I had skipped over a couple of questions. I want to go back to them. Okay. So, yeah, I was in the right place. All right. Do you think that some dreams are too big? No. I don't think people dream big enough. They're not too big. That's like telling, that's like, guys, you don't think the dream that Elon Musk is big? I would say it's big. <laughs> Landing humans on Mars. I mean, that's a pretty big dream. This guy wants to make it to where they can literally ro uh, launch rockets into space every day and reuse the same rocket again. Do you, do you guys comprehend what I just said? They want to use the same rocket that launched in the space. They launched a rocket. It goes to space. Then it falls back down, lands in the middle of an ocean on a platform all by itself. They then transport it back to the launch pad, hook everything back up again, relaunch it again the very next day. I would say that's a pretty big dream. I don't think there's, I don't even, yeah, you want to dream big. That means you'll be busy for the rest of your life, and that's exactly what you want because you'll be busy living. You're living when you're doing things you truly want to do. I have a lot of time but never want to do anything. I spend time watching TikToks. Is it motivation? Your issue is you don't have a purpose. Why? What's, what's the meaning in your life right now? You have to find some meaning. You have to find a reason for why you're waking up in the morning. You need to dedicate yourself to something. If you don't know what that is, um, first, you could try going to my profile and downloading the Purpose Finder cheat sheet. Secondly, you should probably volunteer. Get around some people that are doing things for others. That may spark something. Something. <clears throat> 
I lost 10 years of my life due to due to depression. Now that I'm in my late 30s, I have no one and feel directionless. How do I come out of this rut? You come out of the rut by stop by use uh, no longer describing that again. Instead of saying you lost 10 years of your life due to depression, why don't you just say the last 10 years I learned about how I don't want to live my life ever again? And it's the same thing. You got to go back to having a purpose in your life. You need to start getting clear on the life you want to live. And again, this is why I have the purpose uh, blueprint ebook and the course that lays all this out for you. What is your purpose in life? What is the vision? What is your goal? Who is the person you want to become? What are the action steps you're going to take? What help do you need? This is all in the blueprint, by the way. You can get that blueprint uh, in my profile if you're on TikTok. You have to double tap on my face and you could get the Purpose Blueprint ebook in the course. That would be my recommendation. My second recommendation, because I, I want to at least give you two, is you need to change what you're saying. It's the same thing with the last person. You need to reframe the way you're seeing things. You're seeing as if you lost time. That's the worst way to look at it. That's like me saying, hey, in my 20s, when I was victim mode, didn't have great relationships, you know, serving in the military, that was a waste of time. I wasted my years. I wasted my 20s. No, if it wasn't for my 20s, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing now. I had to go through that. How else was I going to start understanding? How else was I going to make a committed decision? How else was I going to get clear on the life I wanted to live if I was never clear on the life I don't want to live? We've got to change how we're describing our lives. we got to describe what we want, not what we don't want. Any tips on being more present? Take your life one hour at a time. Like, I'm not thinking about what I'm doing after this. I'm Right now, I'm thinking about exactly what I'm doing right now. Take it one hour at a time, one day at a time. And, of course, meditation will help, too. Let's see here. Uh, I want a career and a family of my own, but I don't know where to start. My roadmap is outdated. Um, yeah, it'd be the same thing. Uh, listen, let me just kind of give you guys a blanket answer here. If you're a person right now and you're watching and you're not clear on the steps you should be taking to get to where you want to go, the best thing you can do right now is go to my profile and get the Purpose Blueprint ebook and the course. It goes together, okay? This is, I spent a lot of time putting this together. I use this every day. My clients use this every day. This blueprint lays out exactly Three things. One, you getting clear on exactly where you're going in your life. Two, the mindset you need to have to actually get there. And three, the action steps you should be taking to get there. This is exactly what the blueprint is all about. So if you're experiencing confusion, you don't know, you are overwhelmed, you're fed up, and you're really looking for clarity, uh, yeah, you need to go over to my profile and get the Purpose um, Blueprint ebook and course. So 
man, I really don't have time, but I'm going to try to respond to this because this is just, th this is why people are in trouble with their mindset. So I brought up Elon Musk and someone says Elon Musk's dream is huge, but they, they use the word, but right. So they got to diminish, but his privilege and place in life is a huge contributing factor to this. How many people may be as privileged and as he is, but is not setting big dreams like he is, did, did not spend over a year in a warehouse every single day with his engineers sleeping on the floor. Privilege has nothing to do with this. This is all mindset. Privilege is an excuse on why people can't do things they want to do in their life. That's what they use. They say, oh, well, that person's privileged. No, that person is using their mental faculties. That's why. That's why. And you know how you know this to be true? Because there's something that did not have any, uh, that there's another person out there that had, they did not have the same opportunities as Elon Musk and has accomplished similar things. So, I mean, we could, we can use privilege. We could try to find these labels and guys, the root cause of why people succeed in life is because of their mental faculties, not because of privilege. There's people who are privileged every day that never accomplish anything. Then there are people who are not privileged and accomplish great things. So let's remove the privilege out of the conversation. It's the mindset. Just because someone has the opportunities doesn't mean they take advantage of them. And just because someone doesn't have the opportunities doesn't mean they don't get them because they do. Uh, let's see here. Yeah, see, look at this. My wife says it right here. We all have the privilege to use our imagination. Money can't buy you that. Exactly. See, when people use privilege... They're operating from a place of ignorance. They don't understand the universe. They don't understand the power of God. Privilege never supersedes God's plan. And so if you're focused on what you want in your life and you believe it, you will get it. Doesn't matter what your privilege status is. Doesn't matter what neighborhood you came from. We know this to be true because we have an African-American woman who owns her own TV network and radio station. Do I need to say who that is? Her name is Oprah, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, because I could go down a tangent with this. I, I can go down a tangent with this where the problem with people who say privilege and all that other stuff, it conditions people to use excuses on why they can't get what they want in life when really privilege has nothing to do with it. It's got everything to do with their mindset, what they're thinking about. Do they actually believe? Are they in harmony with the things that they want in life? 
When people believe that they can't have what they want because of privilege, what are they doing? They're operating from a place of scarcity and lack. They are accepting a limiting belief. I went over this yesterday about how Hollywood has programmed people to believe this. But why, why, why is it that it's so hard for people to accept that? Because they're conditioned to believe there's a reason outside of them on why they can't have the things that they want. They believe it's on the outside. They believe it's the environment, the country, the laws, the regulations. That's why they can't have the things that they want. That's why the culture is the way that it is. They say that's the reason. And you know what's interesting, guys? Because they believe in that, they will always find a way to prove that to themselves. So it's cool. If you believe that it's the system, it's the government, it's the re regulations, it's the environment, it's privilege, it's skin color on why you cannot be successful, guess what? You are right because that's what you believe. That's the way you see the world and that's what you'll experience. But I'm the guy that's on the other side of this where I don't believe that. And you know what has happened in my life? The opposite. I don't have problems when it comes to the system or the law. I don't have problems with police. I don't have problems with people treating me differently because of my skin color. Why? Because I don't walk around with that energy. When I walk around with confidence, people treat me like I'm a confident person. I got to go, guys. Um, but yeah, we're, we're going to leave it there. We're, we're, we're going to leave it there. Um, let me see here. Um, hold on. I think I'm going to get about 10 more minutes here. Let me make sure. Let me make sure I know what I'm doing. Uh, yeah, this is, uh, hold on. Can you give me? All right. All right. Let me continue what I was saying here. So, um, so we already know. This is why I was saying the science of getting rich. He says it right here. I just read this to you guys. I just read this. If you're the person who does not believe... Every, every physical appearance in this world is not from somebody's thinking, then, you know, it, it really, like, I don't even know why you're listening then. <laughs> he says here, mankind are spiritual beings. We've been given an intellect and we live in a physical body and we have the power to think our own thoughts. And it's through the repetition that we impress these thoughts onto the universe and then that's what comes into our life. 
So if you're thinking that you're less than somebody else, if you're thinking people have more of a privilege and they're more powerful than you, if you're thinking that, hey, um, I can't have this or that, what are you sending out into the universe? I was just having this conversation with a client of mine. Um, he, his family's from Pakistan. And he was telling me how he's going to college and, you know, when he walks in the room, he feels very uh, self-conscious about himself. He thinks everybody looks at him weird. And I said, did you ever bother to think that maybe people admire the way that you look? And I also asked him, I said, hey, well, where do you get that from? Where do you get the belief that you're different than somebody else? And of course, the classic response is, well, you know, most of the kids in this in the classroom are white. Well, why does that have to be a problem? We're going to trigger some people today. I don't understand why we make it a problem, why there's a lot of white people. Guys, America is made up of 70% of white people. Why do we get so triggered about that? I don't understand. When I was in the military, you know what the, the last straw was when I got out of the military? The last straw was when I became an officer. The first conversation, the recruiter came up to me and said, hey, um, I want you to go talk to this colonel over here because he's looking for more black officers. Not he wasn't looking for officers that can do their job correctly. He was just looking for black officers. So the best way I can explain this, guys, is that the energy you put out is what you're going to get back. In America, there are too many labels that make people think that they are inferior, that skin color has something to do with why they're not where they want to be in life, all this stuff. And are there situations and results on both sides to prove my point? Absolutely. Are there people that are, you know, of a certain skin color that do not like what you do and all this other stuff? Absolutely. But the same could be said for any other skin color out there, every other ethnicity, every other background. We make it what it is. We truly do. It's a choice to believe in what you're believing in. You don't have to necessarily believe in that stuff. If we're talking about privilege, if you're watching and you're in America, by default, everybody's privileged. Like this is this is why I think when people join the military, it's an amazing experience because you leave the country and you really get to see what privilege really means. I live in California. It doesn't get any more privileged than that. We've got people who are homeless making almost $5,000 a month from government assistance. Some of you guys work a nine to five, 80 hours a month, and you don't even make $5,000. You see, we, we don't have the right information. We've just been programmed to believe whatever they say is true. And I choose to believe in things that help me get to where I want to go. So I don't believe in privilege. I don't get involved in that because it doesn't serve me. I don't believe anybody's more powerful or has more authority over me because of their skin color. I don't believe that. 
because we're all spiritual beings. We're all the same. And if I go into a conversation with somebody with the energy of I'm less, they're going to treat me differently because of my skin color. What energy am I sending out? What am I asking for? This is the conversation no one wants to have. This is a conversation no one wants to have. I always will thank my 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 mother, who was also black. She never made anything about race to me. She always says, you need to be the best man you could be. You need to be a proud American. You need to show up. She never made any excuses. I remember I went to middle school. There was a kid that called me the N-word multiple times was trying to bully me. I socked him in his face and got suspended. And you know what she said? Nothing. Because she didn't want me to go down the road of thinking that every white person out there is racist. Or that they're privileged or they're better than us. No. She said, son, if you want to get success in life, you need to do, you need to do your work. You need to show up. You need to be disciplined. You need to take care of your responsibilities. It's all programming, people. We're a product of our environment. We're a product of, uh, of our environment. What you focus on expands. So don't focus on who is privileged or not. Exactly. I don't even focus on other people. That's the crazy part about it. And I'm spending time addressing this. Because although you may not be that tied up about this, but I know there's a lot of people, especially in America, who are tied up with that statement. They allow that exact statement of privilege to stop them from going after their dreams. Because they hold the belief that, yeah, the system's against me. Nobody's going to want to support me. And they're missing the entire point here, guys. I don't need another human being support. I need to support myself. And by default, God already supports me. God is the one that's going to make it happen. And he's going to make it happen through people. That's what we got to understand. The money, the success, the opportunities don't come from people. They come through people. That's God doing that. No one goes in their garage and starts manufacturing the cash that they're going to give you. The cash comes through them. Man, that's, that's what it's about, ladies and gentlemen. Exactly. We give meaning to everything. Yeah, like. Here's the thing. Your purpose is to help the collective, but I do have to acknowledge my own. Yeah, you're you're choosing to do that. No one's telling you. To, that's a choice that you get to make. You get to make it what it is. And by default, by making it that, you're implying that there's some injustice, something wrong. 
When really, guys, everything in this world happens by law. Everything happens the way that it's supposed to happen. And that's hard for people to accept. Exactly. People in other countries look at America, the land of opportunities. It absolutely is. Absolutely. Definitely believe in the power of the universe, but please don't dismiss atrocities by others. I will dismiss atrocity by others because it has nothing to do with me. I can't control what other people do. You can throw your hands up all you want. You can burn down the city. You still are never going to control what other people decide to do. That's what people can't seem to understand. If someone's going to commit a crime, they're going to commit a crime. If someone's going to help somebody, they're going to help somebody. That's something that they already believe in. I can't control another person. I can control myself. I can control them focusing on what I want instead of focusing on what I don't want. I can focus on studying and getting information from people who's dedicated their lives to talking about what I'm talking about today, like Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. I could do that. I, I can't spend any time. I can't spend any time thinking about the cousin who molested me. Let's really put it out there. I don't spend my days thinking about what he did to me. I've let that go. That's why I'm able to do the things I do. I get paid a lot of money for what I do. I get to wake up every morning and live my purpose and actually help change another person's life. You know how I got here? I got here by stop focusing on the atrocities. I got here by stop playing the victim. I got here by thinking my own truth, regardless of appearances. And that's why Bob Proctor said it best. He said it best. 95% of people would rather die than think. A lot of people would rather just stay locked up and caught up in the theatrics What's wrong with the world? What's broken with the world? The world needs to be fixed. There's nothing really wrong with the world, guys. It operates by law. Everything happens the way it's supposed to. You may not like what's happening. You may not agree with what's happening. But if you truly believe in the power of God, then you know it's happening for a reason. He knows what he's doing. So who are we to question what God is doing? I think he knows a thing or two about what he's doing. That's just me. Guys, again, I'm not on here. Let me just say something. I'm not on here to convince you of anything. I really could care less what you think. I really can't. I like I do this every day to help someone think for themselves, make their own decisions, create change in their own lives. At the end of the day, I can't control what you're going to think or what you choose to believe in. That is a choice you make for yourself. We all know and we can unanimously agree across the board that whatever you do choose to believe in will be your own experience. And I think we should just leave it there. I think we should just leave it there. Well, this has been great today, guys. This has been really great. Um, I got to get to my next call. And uh, obviously, I appreciate every one of you guys for showing up here today. Remember, you could go back and listen to this 
live show uh, on Google, Spotify, and Apple. You can rewatch this on YouTube on my YouTube channel. Uh, and so you can do that as well. And if you haven't already, make sure you follow me on TikTok and you subscribe to the YouTube. All right, guys, that's it. Take care. <laughs>